Welcome to the Equipping You podcast, where our mission is to equip Alliance pastors and leaders to live spiritually healthy lives and lead healthy churches. Equipping You is a ministry of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Equipping You podcast. This is season three, episode 10. Can you believe that, Alan? 10. Wow, that's, this is our first 10-episode season. It is. We're coming to you today from uh, Colorado Springs, where the deer and the antelope <laughs> play. I thought we could make it through a whole season without you singing. No, 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 no. Uh, so uh, we beautiful. saw on the way here this morning, I heard of about 10. I, yeah, antelope. I saw antelope. And uh, yesterday, as we were going to the airport to pick up Alan, we saw a herd of about 20 in our neighborhood. So it truly is where the deer and the antelope play. I'm Terry, and I'm the church ministries leader for the Alliance. And I'm Alan, the director of multiplication in Eastern PA and the Northeast Regional Coordinator for Church Planting for the Alliance. That's a long title to get out it every is. single time. It is. I think I should also be the director of music vocals. For the Christian and Missionary As Alliance. long as you direct and actually sing, I'd be great with that. Uh, <laughs> you have no taste in music, Alan. Mm, well, then. It's a you problem, Alan. It's not a Terry oh, problem. Of course. <laughs> uh, that's Caitlin. She's one of our co-producers. AJ, our other co-producer, left the building. Mm. I mean, I'm the committed one here, clearly. Uh, so. Clearly, no doubt about clearly. it. Yeah, let's <laughs> take as much opportunity it. as we can to throw AJ under the bus while he's out of the studio. That's <laughs> what we do here at Equipping You Podcast. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, leadership development with uh, Steve uh, Grusendorf. Very important uh, topic for the local church. Stagnant leadership development pool will result in a stagnant church. Exactly. I'm really excited about this episode because I think, first of all, Stephen comes with like a boatload of energy for leadership development. Does. And he understands how online education with community built into it can really be really an engine for our local churches to raise up and develop leaders while they're still serving in their church instead of having to send them away somewhere or bog them down in a five-year process somewhere. It's really, it's going to be an exciting conversation. I'm really happy that Steve's on the uh, church ministries team. Yep, so am I. So grab yourself a cup of decaf coffee with two creams. Sit back, relax. Here we go. And it's our privilege to welcome to the uh, Alliance Recording Studios and uh, Art Museum. (laughs) Dr. Steve Grusendorf. Glad to be here. Just pointing out that there's some uh, interesting art in the room. But, uh, Steve, we're glad to have you here and uh, looking forward to the conversation about uh, leadership development. Before we jump into that subject, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. So uh, if you could tell us just a bit of your uh, background and and, uh, you know, what, what brings your passion for leadership development. You can even tell us about your family. Yeah, hey, I'd love, love to. Get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Sure. Well, hey, it's an honor to be on the podcast with you guys. So if the Christian bubble had a bubble, 
I'd be in that bubble. So I kind of grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents were both in ministry. And so I've been close to the church since before I was born. And uh, I love that, love that experience. I love growing up in the local church and just learning over the years what it really looks like to live out an authentic faith coming up in a Christian family, because uh, a lot of us who come up in Christian families can talk a lot of the right words, but uh, know how to live a double lives. And so it's just been a, a journey for me in my life to learn how to live authentically, uh, because God is a God of grace. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And, uh, and the church is a place that's a redemptive community. So it's been a lot of fun to grow up in a ministry family. Um, my dad is uh, a pastor. Uh, he's pastored Alliance churches in the past and uh, also some non-Alliance churches. We came into the Alliance when I was in middle school. I uh, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, so pray for me. I'm a Browns fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. How they do Mercy. yesterday, Steve? Well, uh, they've had... No, they did about about normal. Um, so, <laughs> hey, you know, fair statement. Own it, own it. Yeah. Grew up in Cleveland. Uh, went to an Alliance church there. We're in middle school. I uh, felt the call to ministry. Uh, God really just uh, gra grabbed a hold of my heart. So, uh, followed that call. Went off to school. Where'd uh, you go to school, Steve? Um, this this little place. Uh, maybe you've heard of it, uh, have, Lancaster Bible College. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard of that very yeah. much. So, yeah, I heard wow. it's a, two LBC alum in the same room. Yeah, I know. And, and it's, it's a good thing. So yeah, went to, went to school, studied uh, ministry, worked my first uh, Alliance Church in uh, Western Great Lakes, the Appleton Alliance Church. It was a great time there. Um, I've served a couple of churches over the years, uh, some in Western Great Lakes, some in the Metro District. Um, and, you know, over those years, for me, uh, leadership development or education, just kind of spiritual formation has always been something uh, that I would do, you know, whether someone was asking me or not, because it was a way that I connected with the Lord. You know, sometimes in ministry, I know we're not supposed to do this, but sometimes we can get into the place where ministry is work. Uh, and so you're doing sermon development, and you're getting ready for Sunday school, and, and you're not giving the spirit enough space in your own life to actually work in you. So for me, education was always a great place to just be formed and, and deepening my relationship with the Lord. So kind of from that grew a love of uh, helping others develop their understanding of theology, Bible, ministry, leadership. And um, lo and behold, here we are now, uh, past eight months, been working here at the National Office, overseeing our Office of Ministry Studies, which has uh, been a blast. And our heartbeat in the Office of Ministry Studies is to help men and women who feel called to ministry be equipped with the Bible, theology, and leadership training they need to step into uh, ministry leadership. So it's an honor to be there and great to be here. Fantastic. We love having you there. Key phrase in that little uh, bio piece was, I kind of grew up, which means you haven't quite. <laughs> That's true finished it. Uh, I'm still working on that, um, and my wife's not holding her breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, I think uh, the next great question for that, in light of ministry leadership, is uh, what are some key areas of development? When you think of ministry leaders or aspiring ministry leaders, yeah. what should they make sure they're pursuing? If you want to talk about what my heart is passionate about, and even when I say what my heart is heavy for, it's ministry leaders who step into ministry because they feel called, they're passionate, and then years later, sometimes just a few short years, years later, they're on the sideline and they're kind of scratching. They're like, how did I get here? How did I burn out? How did I blow a spiritual tire, if you will? And as I look at it, there's two things that often ministry leaders struggle with. The first thing that they struggle with is that in, in their training, they were equipped to understand bi the Bible and they were understand how to talk theology. They, were un they understand how to preach a sermon, but they struggle to lead an organization because no one told them along the way that not only is the church a spiritual reality, it's also an organizational reality. And, and so they get stuck in the meeting, in the minutes, in the politics. Not that that's ever in church. I, I know that the church you pastor, 
um, brother or sister in Christ who's listening, you don't have any politics, but I've been in a few that have had politics. <laughs> and I don't so, know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe. right? That can burn people out. Wow. The other thing is that ministry leaders sometimes fail to feel safe enough in their own churches to build authentic relationship. And so I talk to so many pastors who are isolated and lonely as they preach about the importance of community, and that burns people out so much. And so I think those are two areas that a lot of men, aspiring ministry leaders struggle with. And, and on my heartbeat, and as we help prepare men and women for ministry, is to kind of engage those places so that they feel that they can step into ministry leadership and avoid those two mind, uh, landmines, hopefully. That's good stuff, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, Steve, as you look at the landscape of ministry leadership today, what are some of the biggest challenge, challenges that ministry leaders are facing? Um, I think the biggest challenges that they're facing, well, so let's, let's look at this one. This is one that, I, that I've seen a lot lately. Our world is seeing an increased amount of change, and that change comes faster and faster and faster. And I often see ministry leaders struggle to adapt to a changing culture, and that could be uh, cultural values. It could be the way things are done. It could be programs. Because for as long as I can remember, the church has been a changeless place, right? Theology isn't supposed to change from day to day. And so in many places, churches are, are bastions that fight against change in a world that almost treats change as a drug. And so I often see ministry leaders struggling to understand, all right, what is changeless about this church and what needs to change on a regular basis so that we continue to stay relevant? And so, so many times the fights that we have in congregations are because everybody disagrees on what should and shouldn't change. Wow, great insight. That is good stuff. So ministry leadership, ministry studies program plays a real key role yeah. uh, in us moving forward as a, as a whole work. So what are some of the key areas uh, which you focus on in that that help deal with the challenges? Yeah, that, thanks for asking that question. There's three areas that we really try and focus in on that I think are essential for the next generation ministry leaders. I mean, I think they're, they're essential for every generation, but particularly this next one. First is character formation. Uh, if we do not have depth in our character, not perfection, but depth in our character, then we're just not going to be able to navigate the the culture that we live in and the challenges that come up in ministry on a daily basis. So definitely character formation. The next is it's pastoral theology. There is this distinct way that God calls biblical leaders to lead the church, and it's different than a lot of other places. Uh, you know, you might have heard of servant leadership. That's a great concept that's out there, but even that's a little bit different than than the DNA of pastoral leadership and theology that comes out of Scripture. So, second is that idea of pastoral theology. The third is organizational leadership, uh, because the the church is an organization, and there are some universal principles. Whether I work at Apple or I work at the local church. Both are an organization, and both are going to have to navigate some organizational realities. And so if we can help men and women who are stepping into ministry um, do well in these three areas, then they're going to be able to serve God effectively over the long haul. So, Steve, as you think of those three areas of uh, ministry leader development, how can the local church shepherd those when it gets right down into the into the local church realm. Yeah, and, and here's, the, here's the, the little secret that uh, I want you to know, so I don't want it to be a secret anymore. None of those three things require experts to do. Uh, and the Ministry Studies Office exists to help foster a sense of leadership development at the local church. And we, we do it here at the National Office, and we've got a program, and I'll, I'll maybe share a little bit more about that as we go through this podcast. But 
boy, I want you to hear, pastor, ministry leader, you can do this in your local church. Um, in fact, God has equipped you to do this. We're praying that you can do this. And, and so one simple way that you can do this, many of us, we're looking for leaders in the local church. We know that we've got certain things to do. If at the very least, you know, to tread water, you've got to get some people to help you. And so we'll often look for people in the local church to step in and help with leadership. And we usually look for someone who has skill in one of these three areas. We, we look for someone who's got deep character thinking, they make a great leader, or someone who's got organizational leadership because we're like, oh, they'd be great on my board, or someone that's got a pastor's heart and we think they'd be a great small group leader. And, and unfortunately, many times that's where we stop. We look for one of uh, those three skill sets in that person, and then we just kind of plug them in. My suggestion to you, ministry leader, is when you identify someone who's the developing leader, don't just look for their strength, but of those three areas, look for the place that needs to be developed most and then lean into that. Uh, so if you've got someone who's got some great organizational skills, this is one that happens I see very often in churches. You get a newer believer that comes to your church and, and they're in the business world and they're very successful in the business world and immediately think, oh, they'd be great for my governing board because I need someone who can run the budget. And so we will throw them in there because they've got that, but we realize, oh man, they're still a new believer. So this might be a great place, not to just look for strengths, but look for places where you can develop people. The other thing is that it's just a great way to develop ourselves. And so when you think about your own ministry leadership development, right, here, here's a little secret. If we're not developing ourselves, we're probably not going to be developing anyone else. <laughs> and so, yeah. Truth bomb. <laughs> so of those three areas, where is God leading you to lean in? Maybe it's reading a, a book or, or listening to some sermons or just watching a, or listening to a podcast. Hey, I, I know a good podcast, by the way. Yeah, I heard too. Um, yeah. Equipping you. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that, that can just invest in you. So this is a great way for, for ministry leaders to be thinking in their own lives, where do I need to develop in one of these three areas? So I think that's one of the great ways that it begins to step down into the local church level. And, and the, the great thing about it is, as you think about these three buckets, if you will, right, character development, pastoral theology, and organizational leadership, ministry leader, you're, you're an expert in one of these, I'm sure. Otherwise, you wouldn't be serving in, in the place that you are. So here's another little tip. Build partnerships with other pastors in your district or area who are strong in other areas and then share the load because we're not going to be experts at everything. And, and so maybe you have someone who's got more you know, organizational leadership experience and they pastor the Alliance Church in the next town over. Build partnership and begin to share the load of developing leaders within the local church. We love partnership. That's for sure. That makes yeah. all the difference in the world. Steve, I've been saying here for a little while that fairly obvious in, in our in our America here that people there's a growing number that just simply need Jesus and some people are even walking away from the religion they grew up in but we're not going to reach them if we keep doing things the same old same old way we're going to have to be uh, helping churches think in terms of developing their own leaders mm -hmm. and not being content just to have somebody grow up in the church send them away for a few years and then hopefully they get plugged in somewhere else but actually raising them up sending them out from our own congregations so online education changes everything, really, right? Mm -hmm. So Absolutely why don't you does. tell us a little bit about how the online education community that we can have now can develop ministry leaders, uh, whether it's in a local church or even for the denomination at whole. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge component of online education. I'm uh, I'm not that old. I'm uh, 38 years old, so I kind of have a foot. You're in, young. Yeah, You're I have really a young. foot in two worlds. So when I started my education, um, online education wasn't a thing. Uh, you could get some cassettes from a school that they would send to you, and you could listen to those. So we had this thing called distance education, and that was out there. 
But by the time I finished my education, uh, <clears throat> years later, uh, so many years later, uh, <laughs> online education not only was a thing, but it was in many ways the thing. And so how interesting that just in 15, 16 years, you see something going from not existing to being kind of the distant cousin that we don't talk about in education to really, I think, the future of education. And, and before I turn this into an educational podcast, let me say this. There is a, a revolution, I believe, that can happen at the local church level when Christians understand the power and impact of social media for discipleship. And, and let me just talk about this for a minute. Um, Pastor, I don't mean to step on your toes, but let's just let's just play out a scenario here. Have you ever had this experience? Uh, for generations in your church, there's been prayer meeting where people gather together at the local church to pray because we say, hey, prayer is an important work of the people of God. And over the years, that used to be well attended, but you know, maybe in the past 10 years or so, you've seen a steady decline and a steady graying of the people that come to that. And so you're forced with this decision. We need to shut down prayer because... Nobody at our church is passionate about prayer anymore. And that may be true, but you know what also may be true? That we're just holding on to a mode of praying that is uh, maybe no longer relevant because the reality is we could connect people through prayer and social media and they could pray any time during the day, any time during the night. They could pray Monday through Friday through Saturday through Sunday. We just don't know. And see, our world has transformed into gathering at the same time to do the same thing to doing the same thing at different times. And so there's this opportunity that online, social media, education, discipleship opens the door for us to really connect with multiple people and really, I think, expands the impact and the footprint that the ministry leader can have. And so to answer the question, like how is online education transforming not just the denomination, but the local church. Well, it's transforming the local church because it allows, especially the small church pastor, let's talk to that for a moment. Uh, the small church pastor can only do so much, but when you record or engage through social media, you maximize your impact with your local community. So it, it, it broadens our ability to disciple. It opens the door for more people to be discipled or to engage in the education process. So just from a discipleship standpoint, that's huge. Uh, from the denominational standpoint, well, it really opens up the opportunity for us to train and help train men and women in the local church um, how to step into ministry leadership well uh, from a distance. So we're able to partner here at the National Office in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We can partner with all of our districts and associations to help them develop the leaders by bringing the experts to the local church, by bringing the experts into someone's uh, office at home or into their their lunchroom when they're on break from from the place that they work because they can engage with relevant learning that's going to help them prepare for ministry right where they are. They don't need to necessarily pack up and move hours or days away from where God has called them and planted them as a family. They can really do the training and development that they need right where they are. So I'm excited by the opportunities that online education really provides for us. Yeah, so I, I uh, bridged uh, both modes of learning to so you're 38 as well yeah i'm about 38 <laughs> right, he's, he's 38 give or take, give or take. uh so s sat in the classroom at uh, tacoa falls college and uh interacted in that way and then did my master's 20 plus years later even though i'm only 38 uh you do the math uh through an online method mm -hmm. and, and i think if we're honest one of the criticisms of, of online learning is, hey, what about community? Yeah. What about the interaction that happens between students and a professor? 
uh, in a classroom. So the question is, can community truly be built in an online context? It's almost like we teed this question up. I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, let, let's, let's again play a scenario, right? So uh, We would never do that. No, never. It's not like we thought about these before. Um, I, th I think we would all agree that we've been in a room with a bunch of other people doing something very important and walked away hours later realizing we never met a single person in that room. I think we can all agree we've been in an experience in that. In fact, we've probably all visited a church where we've walked in, we've heard someone say something very important about someone that's uh, very meaningful in our lives and they've had zero community. So if, there's, if, if the truth is I can be in person and not develop community, then I'm going to argue that the opposite is true. I can be online and develop very meaningful community. Um, I've had the privilege over the years of not just doing um, discipleship online, but uh, teaching in some online organizations and uh, high, um, institutions of higher education. And I, and I re remember one of many stories that I have of a, of a student that I never met, but uh, he was in a class, he was preparing for ministry, God, God had called him into ministry, and he got into a place where, for a lot of reasons, his marriage was falling apart. So here's a guy that's in ministry training with me at an institution of higher education who's now being separated from his wife and as a result is moving 10 states away in the middle of a class that I'm teaching him. And so we had been able to build a rapport through this online class that allowed him to reach out to me. This certainly wasn't part of his class assignments, but he reaches out to me in email and says, hey, can we talk? And we spend time talking about this situation that he's going through. We walk him through that. We process that with him. We try and connect him to the local church. And, and to me, I've still never met him in person, but that's a human connection. That's a community-building moment. That's a place where we go, all right, you know what? The education isn't the only thing we're doing here. We're building community. So I think there's plenty of opportunities for that. And if I could just throw out a little theological point, I love this, right? So Christ embodied himself, right? Because being in the flesh was really important. But you know what? There's this little thing called the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is wireless. The Holy Spirit connects to us through, through spiritual connections. And so if he builds, the Holy Spirit builds community without ever being present, then I think there's precedent for us to say we can build theological community without being, pres uh, without being present. Is there value in being person in person? Of course there is. That's because we have Christ. Uh, but we also have the Spirit. And so I think if we expand our minds a little bit and look at it with some intentionality, we can build deep and effective community uh, online. I just want to say, um, in May, I actually finished my master's um, with Crown, which was a phenomenal experience. And this is one of the things I just want to be a, a testament to that and awesome. say the Alliance schools have great programs yes, and do. you don't have to move there to do them or to take part in them. And so I'm a huge product of that and I could not be happier with my experience at Crown and, and my master's there. That's awesome. Yeah. And as, if we're going to mobilize all the leaders that we need to mobilize over the next uh, few years here, many of those leaders can't go away yep. uh, to college or seminary to prepare. They have a family. They have to uh, keep a roof over their heads and all of those things. Absolutely. But they can tap into online learning, uh, which is outstanding and, and can help mobilize them for leadership. Absolutely. No doubt about that. And maybe we should consider contacting Crown to be a sponsor of our podcast, I think, Woo! after that statement. That was a total uh, total uh, promotion there. A little there. plug there. Yeah. Total plug, absolutely. Hey. In uh, fairness, I would add that Simpson and Nyack and Tacoa also have <laughs> online learning. They do. In fairness, that was That's a good true. thing to say. 
however, AJ only went to one of those. So, well, at a time. As does the ministerial <laughs> study program that we'll talk about in a few minutes. All hey, right, then. So let's move on. Alan gets this question. Oh, out. here we go. I'm trying really hard. All right. So um, seriously, there's something to be said. You know, I went away to Lancaster Bible College yep, so uh, four I. years. Of course, did all my ministry studies. I was involved in a youth ministry during that time uh, on the side. But there was something that is so helpful to actually being involved in regular, real ministry mm-hmm. while at the same time preparing for ministry that makes that preparation even more rich. So how does online education and ministry development offer that to people that are already serving in their local church? Yeah, that's great. And, and that's one of the things that we love in the ministry studies program and, and some of the other great schools you guys mentioned, our Alliance schools that you know connect the online programs. The best case scenario for us, Pastor, right, is that we have this person that's you know got saved as a kid in our program. They're growing up in our youth group. They're displaying leadership development. We've invested in them. And now they're a young person. They're going, I feel called to ministry. We, we love those stories. And then when we get stuck to this place where we think the only thing we can do is send them away to school to learn, I mean, that's not unfruitful. Certainly many of us, that was our context. But what online education provides for you is the opportunity to continue to be invested in that young person's development right there in the local church. Uh, We have a student in uh, the ministry studies program. Uh, I love his story. You know, he felt called to ministry. Uh, And so he decided after he finished high school that he was going to stick around and stay in ministry in his local church. And so he's embedded in uh, his youth group and he's been serving there and God is using him. And when I met him, he was kind of torn. He knew he needed more education, but he was really torn that the idea that he would leave this place where he was doing ministry uh, and was really building the lives of these kids. And so he, he, we just talked a little bit about this. Said, well, what can I do? And I said, well, have you ever thought about online education? Because online education, you're, you're going to get that training that you need, but you get to stay and invest in these students. And not only that, but the things that you're learning in the programs, you can then begin to build into the lives of those that you're working with alongside of the idea that you've got men and women in this church that you're at that have watched you grow up, that believe in you. And so in that situation, it was just a really great connection. He's in, he's in one of our uh, programs now, the Ministry Studies program. He's really thriving, and he's been able to continue in ministry. And, and that's one of the really great opportunities that online education provides for the local church. You don't have to necessarily parcel out that last and probably most formational moment of leadership development. You can keep people in the local church engaged in ministry as they're learning, and then you get to participate in the formational process that they're going through as they're preparing for ministry. So definitely online education provides an opportunity for that to happen in a real way. It's good. It's a home run. So we're applauding uh, the, the idea of, of uh, multiple leadership development uh, pipelines yeah. in the Alliance. So we have our colleges and seminaries want to see those uh, prosper, their ministry departments especially. We want to see beefed up and, yeah. and uh, RTI, Reach Training Institute, and Salem and a couple other locations, LEAD that uh, grew up out of the Central District, mm-hmm. several church-based learning centers that are connected to uh, some of our educational institutions. But we also have the ministerial study program. Yeah. And uh, for those out there who went through this in the past, it was uh, stuck in the 80s. We're not sure if it was the 1980s or the 1880s, but, uh, you know, a lot of reading, writing on paper, et cetera, et cetera, like uh, somewhat like an old correspondence course. 
But uh, Steve, you've led the way in uh, getting a new MSP, new ministerial study program cranked up and running. Describe that to us and uh, tell us how, how it's advantageous. Yeah, so it's been an honor to be a part of that and join what I think has been a great tradition in the Christian Missionary Alliance of um, alternative education. So all the way back to our roots, the Alliance has always believed in two pathways for ministry leadership, one through very traditional channels. That's why we have our schools uh, and great schools and, and, and phenomenal and can, kind of carrying the banner. But then also this belief that it's not just the ministry, quote unquote, professionals that are going to accomplish the mission. If we believe that it's our role to bring back the king by proclaiming the gospel to the corners of the earth, then we need everyone mobilized. And so the Office of Ministry Studies has been doing that. So we've we've kind of taken advantage of a lot of the the technology and learning theory that's out there today and relevant for today and are rebuilding the ministry studies program. Now it's a, an accelerated program where you can finish your studies in two years and meet all of the requirements you need to step into the licensing and, and consecration ordination process through the Christian Missionary Alliance. That's that's polity speak for, hey, you can be a, a confirmed ministry leader within the Christian Missionary Alliance. And so we're very excited for this program. And, and Here's a couple of things that we really focused in on in this program. One, we want to make it as affordable as possible. And so we really work very, very hard to make this a ministry opportunity for everyone. We do not want anyone to be left behind. And so you'll find that it's a very affordable program um, to study. Two, we want to take advantage of the fact that you're already embedded in a local church doing ministry, connected. And so we don't want to take you away from that. We want to invest in you as you do that. Third, we're bringing you some of the greatest uh, communicators and teachers that we have within the Christian Missionary Alliance embedded in local churches that are teaching our courses. Those courses are video-driven, so you're going to be able to interact, and you're going to have live people that are connecting with you and helping you develop, not only from your peers who you're together with in a cohort setting, but also evaluators that have been trained to kind of connect with you and engage with you in an online um, learning experience. So we're really trying to create an opportunity for ministry leadership to continue to happen at the local church level, because we believe that the local church is the answer for the world's problems. It is the place that Christ said the gates of hell will not overcome it. And so if that's the place where God said the gates of hell is not going to overcome the local church, then man, we want to invest all that we can in the local church. So we're thrilled to just be able to partner with the local church and help develop ministry leaders for the future. Fantastic. So tell us uh, about what it costs to uh, go through the ministry studies program and uh, where can uh, our pastors and leaders who are out there listening, where can they go for more information? Yeah, so the whole program, which is a uh, unaccredited program, basically means you, you're getting your uh, accreditation through our denomination to meet our standards. But it's a 30-credit program, so if you kind of compare it to, if you were to go off to a college and, and take 30 credits, that's what you'd experience here. You do those 30 credits in two years, and it costs about $3,200 plus the cost of books. So that breaks down to about 200 a little bit more than $200 a course. We really try and keep that very economical. And uh, you can learn more about the program at ministrystudies.com, uh, ministrystudies.com, S-T-U-D-I-E-S, just in case you were wondering, uh, where we have some information about the program, how you can get connected. And we have uh, two different forms you can do that through the accelerated cohort program, which gets you through the whole program in two years. Or if you started at a school and, you know, life happened and, and then you quit and you go, I got some credits from this school and some credits from that school. We can also work with you to understand and take a couple of courses just to finish off your educational experience. So there's two different ways to go ahead and take that. You can learn more at ministrystudies.com. Very good. Very helpful, Steve. Appreciate you taking the time to Join us today. Honored. And, it was a lot uh, of fun. May God prosper the work that you're doing so that many leaders are developed and mobilized for the sake of the kingdom. Amen. 
Well, great stuff from uh, sure Dr. Was. Steve Grusendorf sure uh, today. He, he uh, held the reputation of your alma mater, Lancaster Bible College, at a high level. He certainly did. I think uh, it gives our folks out there a lot to think of, especially if those who might be feeling a stirring that God is calling them into some next level leadership, whether that's to be a pastor or just to up their game in terms of lay leadership in the local church. Absolutely. So uh, a great episode to listen to and uh, share. And uh, where can you find our uh, podcast, Alan? You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify. Of course, you can go to Podbean where it's actually hosted. Uh, you can share it with your friends. And hey, what I would suggest in this time is that possibly a pastor or other church leader share this episode with somebody in their church who is a promising leader. That would be a great thing to do and kind of stir that stirring a little farther. Totally agree with you, Alan. So thanks for listening out there. We appreciate your uh, support and hope you benefit from uh, being a part of our Equipping You podcast family. We look forward to... Uh, Seeing you next season, season number four. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable that we've come to the end of season three. So uh, meanwhile, keep the faith. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Equipping You podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing and rating our channel. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information on this podcast and other ministries of the Alliance, visit equippingyou.org.